What are some of the promising ways that artificial intelligence, machine learning, and robotics can improve data security and help battle cybercrime? And what are some of the potential security and privacy dilemmas involved with the use of these technologies? I'm Marianne Kolbitsak-McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today, I'm speaking with technology attorney Stephen Wu of Silicon Valley Law Group, who will discuss some of the promise and challenges involving AI, machine learning, and robotics. So, Stephen, I understand that you're hosting an American Bar Association conference in January that is addressing a variety of legal, ethical, compliance, data protection, and other issues raised by the use of AI, machine learning, and robotics in a variety of industries. What are some of the positives for AI, machine learning, and robotics in healthcare right now? And what are some of your concerns about privacy and security issues involving these technologies? Taking a step back, I'm really excited to have this program take place. It's the very first American Bar Association National Institute on Artificial Intelligence and Robotics will take place in Santa Clara, California, January 9th and 10th, 2020. And why is it important to have a conference now? Well, I think about, as a big picture matter, what Kai-Fu Lee, a very famous Chinese venture capitalist, said on his book tour when he was talking with Scott Pelley of 60 Minutes. He said, I believe it's going to change the world more than anything in the history of mankind, more than electricity. It's going to have that kind of impact on our society. And healthcare is not different from other fields in that regard. We see autonomous vehicles on the road. That's certainly part of it, and that's a very visible form of robotics. But quietly behind the scenes in healthcare, we're beginning to see surgical robots in the operating room, robots that can be used, say, to take samples of lung tissue by going into your lungs. That's a new Johnson Johnson product. The use of robots for things like elder care, or telepresence in the hospital room so that a remote doctor can talk to an operating doctor remotely while the operating doctor is in the middle of a surgery. Concierge robots, you could call them, a little robot that might lift the spirits of patients in the hospital setting, robots that take supplies from one part of the hospital to another. So those are examples of robots in the healthcare setting. And then in artificial intelligence, we can see the use of AI to do all kinds of things. I mean, imagine a situation where your child is born and it's suddenly having seizures and nobody knows what is going wrong. And you can use AI to help sequence the genome of this child's DNA and then to be able to compare it with data showing potential conditions that were demonstrated by infants who have this condition and being able to match and identify a potential condition in very short order. I mean, it's, it's really saving lives. And there are many other applications of AI to, in hospital administration, in healthcare administration, finding clinical trials that might be good for particular patients, enhancing the management of patients, making hospitals more efficient and safe. There are different devices that people are using, like a smart scalpel, that as the surgeon is cutting, the scalpel is taking samples of materials that it's cutting into and is able to say, yes, this is the cancerous part. No, that's the regular tissue. And so help guide the surgeon on where to cut to make sure the surgeon's only cutting out the cancer. Looking at the research possibilities in healthcare of having AI-fueled research that is much more efficient in medical research or looking at images of different aspects of patients like retinal images or x-rays. And so in radiology or ophthalmology, in the, in the first example, 
looking at these different images to be able to identify different conditions and even uh, pathology slides. So we're, we're even asking the question, is it possible that radiologists will be replaced by artificial intelligence systems? I don't think completely, but that's my personal opinion. But these are the kinds of things that we'll be talking about in the, the National Institute. So Stephen, with that said, what are some of the potential privacy and security issues that come up with the use of AI, machine learning, robotics in the healthcare sector? One of the things I am concerned about is just the fact that you've got, say, a new device in the case of a robot or a new system that's touching electronic health records. So when we're thinking about HIPAA security, for example, HIPAA security doesn't talk about surgical robots and doesn't talk about AI systems. But when you look at the general principles involved in HIPAA security, the question about administrative, physical, and technical safeguards apply to these systems as well. So when you think about physical access, if you're talking about a robot that's within a certain operating environment or is stored somewhere, if, it, it's, if it's moved from one place to another, who has physical access to it? Could it be tampered with? Is it secured so that no one can walk from the front door of the hospital all the way back into the area where it's kept and then gets unauthorized access to it? So these are kinds of physical security questions. For something small like the smart scalpel, where is it stored? Is it under lock and key so that nobody is, is taking it? These are questions that might come up. No one should be putting malware into these devices. Administrative access. Are people trained to use them properly? Are the people who have access to these devices and the data that might be stored on these devices, do they, are they properly authorized to have access to that data? What kind of security management procedures are touching these devices and systems? Do you have oversight over them, or is it some specific person within your organization that may not be properly reporting to security management? So there are administrative questions, too, and then certainly technical safeguards, making sure that communications are secure from one point to another. So if you can imagine an AI system that's drawing electronic health records from the EHR system, how is that transmission being secured? How do we know that the system drawing the information from the EHR system has been properly authenticated? Those are technical security questions. So all of the things that we talk about in HIPAA as a normal matter, administrative, physical, and technical safeguards can apply to robots and AI systems as well. Then on the privacy front, um, I think it's useful to mention that in the European Union's General Data Protection Regulation, there are two provisions of that that seem to apply to what's going on with artificial intelligence. So if there's automated data processing, which is a concept that is broader, of course, than artificial intelligence, but certainly encompasses artificial intelligence, you have to ask the question, what is the reason that a system creates the output that it does? So there is something called a right of explanation within the General Data Protection Regulation where, as a matter of privacy law within the European Union, somebody who is receiving the result of automated data processing can ask the party that's using it to explain how did the automated system come up with that result. And then a right of human intervention to say, okay, if something adverse has happened, I want a human to take a second look at this. So the usual example that I give is like you were rejected for a bank loan, so you can explain, you can ask the bank, why was I rejected for a bank loan if it was the result of software? And then say, I want a human to take a second look at it. But in things like public health and looking at specific results of medical tests, there might be biases that might occur, and it might be helpful for the patient 
to have some way of having some transparency and understanding about how, how an automated system, say, pick that patient for a clinical trial or rejecting a patient for a possible clinical trial, and maybe there was some bias involved in the data set that led to the training of the AI system that spit out the result. So those are some privacy and security concerns. Certainly the large amount of data that we have is a, is a privacy concern because people can be profiled in ways that weren't possible in previous generations. And how we use data and how it's shared, those issues become even more acute when you think that the company receiving that data might be able to use that data for profiling in ways using machine learning systems that wasn't possible in previous generations. So, Stephen, based on what you're seeing and hearing, where is the greatest potential in terms of AI, machine learning, and robotics aiding in the fight against cybercrime? I see AI as being something that we will increasingly need to turn to as we have AI-fueled attacks. So today we have cybercriminals who are beginning to look at AI systems to better attack different networks and different devices. I think we're going to need to have AI systems to defend ourselves in the future against those possible attacks. It's, some, it's just simply not possible for a human to pay attention to all the different aspects of the network to be able to watch all parts of it and head off attacks as they come in. And equally, there may be attacks that take place within such a small amount of time that it's hard and, or maybe impossible for humans to be able to detect it themselves without assistance of something like artificial intelligence. And artificial intelligence will need to help network administrators and security officers to be able to respond to attacks in seconds or maybe even less than seconds sometimes. So that's only possible through artificial intelligence. So Stephen, looking ahead to 2020, any top cybersecurity-related predictions involving the use of AI, machine learning, and robotics? I think the most important thing I could predict, and I, I certainly am not a technologist, so I don't know all the ins and outs of some of these things, but the most important thing that I see as a, as a practicing lawyer in the field of artificial intelligence and robotics is that we're already seeing AI and robotics coming into the healthcare field. These are very important technologies because they enhance population health as a whole. They help to improve healthcare workers way that they operate and make them feel better about their work and more efficient and happier at work, and it helps to drive down the cost of health care, and at the same time, and most importantly, it helps improve patient experience and their access to health care. These are trends that are just going to continue. We're going to have more AI and robotics. Where we have pilots today, we're going to have real implementations down the road. Where we have new frontiers, we're going to have new pilots. So it's just going to become more and more common in the, in the healthcare field as we go along. And one last question, aside from healthcare, what is the other top sector do you think that AI, machine learning, and robotics is going to make the biggest impact? I look at transportation as being maybe the, the lowest hanging fruit of all of them because there are so many ways that we can improve transportation and the efficiency of transportation and the safety of transportation over time. I tell people I live in the autonomous vehicle capital of the world because as I'm walking down the main street in my hometown, I'm seeing the autonomous vehicles driving up and down the street. It's, it's because, in part, the Waymo garage is right down the road, and um, I saw Tesla's video about their autopilot system and they showed images from my hometown on their video so I feel and then Toyota Research Institute is is within my hometown 
in, in Los Altos, California. So I feel like I'm, I'm right at the epicenter of all this. So that's where people are seeing it first. And that's really made a huge impact in people understanding, yes, AI and robotics are here and it's, it's coming fast faster than we could have imagined. And we see generational changes over time or in previous decades, but now it's coming much faster. So I see transportation as the big one, certainly financial services and all aspects of our society will be something that will be affected by artificial intelligence because like what Kai-Fu Lee was saying, it's going to change the world more than anything in the history of humankind. It's just a matter of time whether it's something that our generation or our children's generation or our grandchildren's generation will have to deal with in a way that people really recognize how much it's changed our lives. I mean, all of this is coming, and I see it already in the Silicon Valley, certainly maybe in other places of the country, maybe not so much, but we all have our mobile phones. We all have Siri or something like that on our mobile phones, Google Assistant, whatever it happens to be. It's becoming part of our lives day to day. Thanks, Stephen. I've been speaking to attorney Stephen Wu. I'm Marianne Kolbesek-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.